Hey guys, this is episode one of Sound Guy Tips Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing my story of how I went from a full-time construction worker to working as a full-time sound engineer at a great music venue, getting to work with some of my idols in the music industry, and producing bands on the side. So all I got to say is let's get it going. Welcome to Sound Guy Tips. I've created this show because I am dedicated to sharing as much knowledge as I can about the world of live sound. Listen, getting into the world of live audio can certainly be intimidating, but I'm here to teach you the technical aspects, key mindsets, and how to thrive socially to stay on top of call lists, land an awesome house gig, or get yourself on retainer with a great touring band. So this is Sound Guy Tips. Now can we cut this music out? Oh man, I'm sick of all this inspirational crap. There we go, that's better. Alright, listen, that intro is a little bit bogus, okay? Because although... I will talk about all those things I said in that little intro clip. I lied. I definitely can't actually get you any of those things. You're going to have to get them for yourself. So, you know, this is this is just a little cheeky thing I put at the beginning to hook you in and be like, wow, okay, cool. Yeah, if I don't have that stuff, I want that stuff. But we're going to discuss a lot of things that will get you there. So my name is Jonah Kay. I live in Kitchener, Ontario, Canada. Uh, I'm a full-time sound engineer, part-time band producer for metal and rock bands locally, and I'm in a metal band called Invicta. And, you know, it's it's hard to balance all that stuff, but th- that's a little bit about me. All right, so I got to take a minute and really share the purpose of this podcast before I get into my story about how I went from basically working doing crap jobs uh, with no inspiration or inspiration inside me, but not actually, you know, doing it. I wasn't the person who did it to doing it full time so much so that, you know, it's it's a lesson in how not to burn out, you know, which is something I'll talk about. But the point of this podcast is really to create a sound dialogue between as many people as possible about the things I've experienced and I know about technical things, getting jobs, keeping jobs, getting better jobs, how to get along with people, uh, just, you know, and just sharing everything I learn as I learn it. Like, I've wanted to be able to do something like this for a while, but, you know, it. I feel like you know, the point just came where, where I had enough, like I felt like I could talk about it. But really, I could have been doing it for a long time because I've always had this kind of uh, personality to be like, oh, I just learned something. And then the next day when I'm working with someone else, I'll go, hey, do you know this? It's just uh, like, I don't necessarily say, oh, it's something I just learned yesterday and I think it's really cool. I'll just be like, oh, have you tried, uh, you know, doing this on the board? And if they already know, then they go, oh, yeah. And then maybe they'll say one additional thing of how it applies you know, in a more impactful way in your workflow or whatever. I don't know. It could be about anything. But the point is that they're going to step it up one more and one more. And then also, if they didn't know what you were saying to them, 
then you just showed them something and you, you know, you start creating a more of a, a working bond and friendship uh, just between being able to be open and share. You know, when you work with a lot of older guys, sometimes they're very secretive. A lot of guys still have a mentality of job security and just not having the mental space to explain things to people when they don't remember what it was like to not know that stuff because they just know it so well and they're on a higher level as far as being comfortable. You know, maybe they're not a higher level, like they're not the sound guy for Metallica because chances are you're not going to come across that guy and work with him maybe ever in your career or people of that uh, that height in the industry. But the more community-based uh, sound services and production companies you most definitely will, can and will get involved with if you aren't already. So the best thing I've figured out is just sharing as much as I know to just coworkers and, you know, just expand it from there. Because I've had so many great technical conversations uh, and just, you know, eye-opening conversations with people. Why can't I have that? Where, how many people can I bring that to? Why can't I have that with more people? Why can't more people have somewhere to go and hear these things. And really, that's what I'm trying to do. I really want to try and make the podcast accessible to people that have a lot of knowledge and people that don't have any knowledge. Now, this is a difficult thing. All I can do is truly speak on my experiences over doing it full-time for the last four years. And by doing this, Listen, I've worked, you know, like I was saying, I work with guys that are older. They've been doing it 30, 40 years. Do they know more than me? Of course they know more than me. They know a lot more than me. Can they solve problems faster than me? Sure, of course they can. Um, Have they been able to deal with people in the right way for long enough to stay in it? Most likely. So I I might say some things on here that uh, have a lot of holes and are wrong in their eyes. But if you're one of those guys, or even if you're just a little bit more ahead of me and you're listening to this, well, keep listening because maybe what I'm saying is going to be interesting to you. You might learn one little thing that you didn't know, but ultimately you're going to reinforce what you already do know. And what would be really beneficial to me is if I'm saying something that has a huge hole in it, why don't you just message and say, hey, hey, uh, hold up there. You know, you forgot one piece of information that kind of negates everything you're saying. And this is it. Um, I need that from you. So so keep listening. Even if you think you know way more than I do about anything to do with sound. And on the other hand, if you're listening to this and you're actually new and this is all new information and it's opening your eyes, giving you a new perspective on what's, uh, you know, what you're able to actually accomplish and how easy it is to actually get in there and start working with bands uh, that you idolize. Like, for example, you know, coming up at the end of the month, I'm doing monitors for Black Label Society, Zach Wild. Woo, that's awesome. You know, like I get to work with a sweet guitar idol. When would that have ever happened if I just, you know, was like, oh, well, I don't know much about sound, so I probably shouldn't really take a job or really push for it. But you can do it too. With that being said, uh, now you know what the point of this podcast is. Hopefully that was clear enough in my ramblings. I'm also going to be creating a Facebook group. You can go join that. 
and I'm going to be posting written content about each inform. Um, sorry, I'm going to be posting written content about each episode and extras, uh, visuals, graphs, pictures. I don't know descriptions that are a lot more easy to understand than me just describing it. So uh, with that. I'm going to get into my story uh, and kind of tell you how I went from really not doing much or anything, just maybe playing in a band or liking music, to doing it full time. So here we go. So I'm going to bring you guys back to kind of the start of me in the music industry. Uh, I've been doing stuff in the music industry for about 10 years now. Um you know, I can really pinpoint a lot of my start to a moment in 2010. I was in a rock, hard rock, metal style of band, and we were supposed to play a local music festival. Um, One of our members had a conflict, so we ended up not being able to play it. But um, me and the bass player, uh, Justin, at the time, decided to still go and volunteer at the music festival. So we went and we ended up... I think we did door at, you know, at one of the bars because there was multiple venues for this festival. So at the venue I was at, there was three stages. There was one upstairs, there was one downstairs, and there was a stage line set up outside. And there was one guy who was managing all three who was kind of in charge of production. And at the end of the night, he goes, oh, uh, I'm going to need somebody to be the house sound guy at this bar. Um, and I'm going to be doing a, you know, kind of a sound 101 crash course, uh, one of the nights this week, like, I think it was a Tuesday or Wednesday night after that weekend. And I was like, Oh, I'll go to that. Even though I wasn't even one of the guys that was doing sound that day. So I went back on the weekday evening and I met Mark Fortuna, who's actually the production manager at the biggest club in Toronto. And with no knowledge of doing sound prior, I got the job just based on attitude alone and availability. I was like, yep, I'll do it. No problem. I worked there for a couple of years part-time making like 50 to $75 a night, depending on what was asked of me while I was working a full-time day job as a trim carpenter. You know, my first day I've got a band there. And of course I have to call them to even get signal to come out of the board And, you know, he goes, is the gain up on the vocal mic? And I'm like, gain? Oh, that little knob at the top. I'm using, a uh, you know, a 12-channel analog console at the time. And, of course, I know what gain is from a Marshall amp, but it's not the same on a soundboard because gain effectively is your input level on your microphone. So it lets more sound come into the board. It's not the same uh, as a guitar amp. So, and then, of course, the fader is what pushes the sound out of this console. So, uh, you know, some concepts to wrap your head around when you know nothing. At the same time, I was playing in a band and working on recording the full-length album, which I was also doing with Next to No Experience. But the parallels between recording and live sound kind of gave me a leg up in terms of uh, knowing at least some of the processes like EQ, effects, and compression. Also, I felt comfortable because I was in a band, so I could play the instruments that people are coming up uh, on stage with, and I know things about guitar amps and bass amps and drum kits uh, as far as functionality, so I could help troubleshoot at least or help out bands with gear that wasn't working, so, you know, at least I felt like I did have a place there. 
But as far as audio problems, I was immediately on the phone asking really dumb questions, like looking to see if the processor was muted or even powered on for that matter. Well, I continued to do sound and I played in multiple different bands with some touring opportunities across Canada uh, between 2012 and 2014. Uh, And that really opened my eyes to all the different stages out there, the small stages, the clubs, the different sound environments, uh, different microphones, different rooms. And they're they're all different than the one that I had gotten used to at that bar. Uh, I continued to work freelance part time, but I wasn't really getting much in terms of sustainable income as I hadn't quite decided to give up my day job, which I would also switch every six to eight months. Like I couldn't keep a solid full-time job because it just wasn't something that stuck to me. Like I just wasn't motivated to stay at any one job. I would do it. I would learn the skill good enough to do the job, felt competent at it, and then got bored and would have to quit basically. In 2016, uh, I started working part-time at Maxwell's Concerts and Events, which is just strictly a concert venue. Uh, They had a digital board there and a little bit more of a professional setup uh, to get used to with actually a small stage and a big stage. At this point, I mean, I had probably done about 300 shows already, so I was pretty comfortable with the whole process and communicating with the bands, but I was still working part-time, and I really wanted to get into it more. So I was working a seasonal summer job at a landscaping company. This is great for me because, you know... It ends after the summer, but the company wanted me to stay on for the winter, which would have meant on call all winter long for plowing. You know, we live in Canada, eh? Uh, And, you know, I just, I could not do that because if I was working a show and I got a call being like, there's a snowstorm, I'd be like, well, I'm not coming because I'm doing a show. And that was a lot more important to me. So... I, you know, I quit or I quit slash took the layoff. And I remember that the email my boss sent me was basically, oh, I'm sorry that you're leaving. I thought that you were going to be a great fit and this could have made turned into a career for you working for me. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I hope you enjoy yourself at your hobby with Maxwell's. And I was like, wow, that was sassy. And yeah, I will enjoy myself with my hobby where I can make more money than cutting grass. So yeah, that was me leaving the traditional job workplace for the last time. So I started recording local rock and metal bands while I was working part-time doing live sound. Uh, Then I I applied at other local production companies and started doing production calls like pushing stage decks around setting up pipe and drape and doing small to big scale event setups uh in the community anywhere from an event for 50 people to uh, a downtown event that could hold 30,000 people i've gotten my show count up to over a thousand events either doing setup audio production or stage hands um I also continue to work part-time producing metal bands, and I'm still in a band recording our records and playing shows. And I've been able to accomplish all of this with no formal training, which I would call college. 
Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with people wanting to go for that experience if you want to go to live the experience. But to me, you're just going to end up with a lot of debt and next to no real experience, which is all people want. They want a good attitude, someone that will show up and someone that knows what they're doing and can handle themselves in a stressful situation. By trying to stick to be this type of person, you know, I've been able to work with acts like Between the Bear to Me, Suicidal Tendencies, Mayhem, Born of Osiris, Mother Mother, The Bare Naked Ladies, Matt Good, Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys, Rick Mercer, Ed the Sock, the cast from the Trailer Park Boys, Kiefer Sutherland, Jonathan Torrance, and just countless other bands and actors who I hold in high regard in the industry. My main point of making this podcast is to take each episode and to highlight different aspects and tips that you will need to know so I can teach you the gear, the lingo, and the relationships that you'll need to build to stay on top of call lists and how to deal with stressful troubleshooting situations. This podcast is not a substitute for the experience, but I can give you some insight into things that you might run into so that you can set yourself up to know the best option and best course of action to solve the problem. Because what we're doing with sound is providing a service and solving the client's issue of needing quality sound no matter what it takes. If any of this sounds like the person you want to be, or it's the person you already are, but just aren't having as much success as you want in the industry, then keep listening and get into the second episode because I'm going to get right into it and just start talking about the basics and creating the foundation that you need to be a great live audio engineer.